welcome to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. This episode will have a slightly different host and format coming out of our recent Global Connected Aircraft Cabin Chat series that featured a bunch of remote case studies, keynote speeches, and virtual roundtable sessions hosted by myself and Mark Holmes, who is the program chair for the Global Connected Aircraft Summit and the editorial director for VIA Satellite which is the other magazine that helps to organize and manage the annual Global Connected Aircraft Summit, along with myself and Avionics International. By the way, you can catch our recent Global Connected Aircraft Cabin Chat series on demand by replay by registering via our website, www.gcasummit.com. It is free if you're an airline and there is a non-airline fee associated with registering as well. We'll be hosting our next Cabin Chat series in September with updates and days and times coming for that very soon in the next few weeks, so just stay tuned to our podcast for that. One of the sessions from last week was a fireside chat led by Mark, and it featured Osman Ahmad, who is the General Manager of Product Management for Saudia Airlines. A little bit of background on Saudia is that they operate a fleet of 142 aircraft, including such models as the Airbus A320 and Boeing 787. They've featured in-flight connectivity for a number of years. Uh, Mr. Ahmad, who is the GM of product management there, he has been coming to the Global Connected Aircraft Summit for kind of off and on since the beginning of the summit, actually, as a speaker and panelist. So I'll be handing over the podcast to Mark, where he discusses a wide range of topics with Mr. Ahmad, including how Saudia Airlines sees its passenger experience strategy changing as a result of the impact of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, whether or not he thinks in-flight entertainment touchscreens should remain in cabins and managing passenger confidence in aircraft cabin air quality as well. Again, this, re- this occurred during last week's Global Connected Aircraft Cabin Chat series that you can view on replay on our website the video version this is going to be the audio from the fireside chat that mark led with saudia airlines couple of notes about this audio uh, you may notice some background noise at points um, you know unfortunately that happens because this was our first time using this platform to present the global connected aircraft podcast or summit last week in this global connected aircraft cabin chat series you know, this was our first time using this platform, so a little bit of, you know, deterioration in the audio here and there, but still some really good perspective and, uh, you know, thoughts from Saudi Airlines on how COVID-19 is changing their passenger experience strategy. So let's get into Mark's fireside chat with Saudi Airlines. Um, Asman, can you sort of tell us a little bit, um, you know, from I mean, we know that Saudi has been, you know, very progressive and aggressive in its IFC strategy and looking to connect its fleet. Um, how have your IFC projects been impacted by the pandemic? Have you had to scale them back in any way? And, and what is next now when you look at in-flight connectivity for Saudi? Um, well, it's really quite interesting as far as uh, how COVID has actually changed everything that we ever, ever do. Um, with Saudia, we we have all our plans when it comes to 
making connectivity as one of the key elements of customer experience. Uh, what what has actually taken place with with COVID is like, you know that we have to actually hold back with a lot of aircraft. Most of them are actually just being parked. But at the same time, I think um, we still at the current moment are doing some flights, which is uh, repatriation and also at the same time. Uh, last uh, June, we started, well, this June, uh, we started with domestic flight. Um, there is definitely a scale down as far as uh, most of the services is concerned, but it's all related to keeping safe and being hygienic. And, and you know, as far as most of the IFE uh, implements, especially when you actually have on board, especially in economy class, everything is touch screen. So as much as possible, you know, you want people to be safe and not be afraid that uh, you can still touch the screen or we, maybe you don't want or we use a glove, whatever. Yeah. But as far as we are concerned, we look at, we, we look at this in, 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 in several points. One of them is it's actually keeping the aircraft safe, doing the necessary when it comes to the uh, disinfection and the sanitary function. The second one is actually on the functionality. So whichever aircraft that we have actually operate, it is still continuing to offer the in-flight entertainment and also connectivity, but it is limited per se. So um, now with the domestic flight, we actually have scaled down whatever services that we provided. Um, we do still have the uh, infamous WhatsApp chat and all this messenger chat and the chatting, uh, uh, social media uh, implement. But at the same time, I think we've also somewhat limited in terms of the number of MB that we give. Not, not so much of actually not allowing the passengers to do that, but I think it's more of looking at the possibility of how do we manage the, the overall operation. So this is what we've actually been done. So like I said, two things. One is actually really looking at how do we minimize um, the interactivity by actually having more items to be disinfected. Uh, you can't stop a passenger if they want to touch the screen. And, yeah. and I think one of the key elements that we've also been mentioning is, is for the passengers to be able to either use their own uh, devices or at the same time use uh, one which is provided but we did not actually stop any of the services that we have except for scaling down. Yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to sort of, I want to go into that a little bit more in terms of personal, it was an interesting discussion yesterday about personal electronic devices and touch screens. Um, and there were some different opinions yesterday. Some were sort of saying that, you know, maybe moving away from touch screens to the, the PEDs. Um, what what is um where where does Saudi stand on that in terms of the evolution of touchscreens versus uh, personal electronic devices? You know what has actually happened with COVID as well. Everybody is actually on a lockdown. Um, I think almost every single person has actually continued to either watch whatever that's available online, as far as movies or. Whatever you call it, Netflix, uh, programming, and things like that. Um, yeah. So, so for us, when it comes to moving forward, 
we do not see there are any reasons whatsoever not to actually have our screen. Uh, personal devices will only be to a certain degree used by the passenger when they're on board because of the availability of the internet if they're making VOIP or even making a call. Um, the, the thing which you will continue to see is that people use multiple screen. So you can actually continue to still have the in-flight screen being used, but at the same time, having their own personal devices being switched on as well. So this is, this is the, the current situation. If you really look at how things have actually progressed, many people are actually switching on their devices on top of the TV and, and uh, tablets whatsoever. So almost everything is on at the same time. It depends on how multitasking they're doing. So with Saudi, um, with regards to the implementation and also the use of uh, uh, in-flight screen, where we have not actually stopped considering having the screen for the individual customers, especially in economy class. Um, but at the same time, we also provide the services whereby you can do streaming. So yeah. it is really an option for the passengers to, to actually decide what they want to do. Um, of course, there are limitations when it comes to streaming uh, in terms of the content. But other than that, if you're talking about uh, reading materials, uh, this, this would be some elements that can, it doesn't require uh, time or downloading that much because it depends on what you want to put on as far as reading materials concerned. But coming back uh, to, to this issue of personal uh, devices and also keeping hygiene and keeping safety and having a flight screen. What Saudi has done is that we actually provided our passengers with a 10 piece wet wipes. You know, so instead of just uh, cleaning up yourself, your fingers, your hands, whatever, you can actually use the wet wipes to clean some parts of the seats. Uh, if you're really scared of actually contacting any viruses or bacteria, you can even use this wet wipes to wipe your screen. Um, of course, we've actually been speaking to uh, companies like Boeing and Airbus in terms of warranty, because you really have to consider whether these are actually good in terms of chemicals to be used on our in-flight screen and things like that. But those are consideration. Um, again, um, coming back to your question, there is no change in terms of how Saudi sees the future. Uh, of course, more and more people will be having their own personal devices and the personal devices are becoming bigger in size. Uh, look at the new implement, the new uh, iPhones which are coming up. So, but I, I do foresee that multiple screen use will continue to be there. Okay. Um, just a, a reminder, this is an interactive session. So if you'd like to ask Asman a question, um, please do so via the chat and we'll see if we can get to one or two questions uh, later on let's just get uh, let's just while we're here look at look at the poll situation and i'm going to ask another question now but before we do let me just see who oh it feels like the adele theme was uh, much more popular than the the billy eilish one um but now let, let's uh, let's uh, talk about one that i was perhaps more relevant to our audience i think this is a really interesting question and touched upon what we were talking about yesterday do you expect you and your family loved ones to be getting on a plane for 
for a family trip in the next 12 months. We all know most of us may go have a, a business trip at some point um, over the over the next uh, uh, few months. But do we have confidence to take our family and loved ones? So I've opened that poll and uh, we've got some very brisk voting um, on that. So we'll, we'll come back to that one. Um, one of the questions we had yesterday, Asman, and I'm very interested to get your sort of point of view on this. Um, we had some technology solutions providers, and I know they're in the audience. We had some speaking on the panel. Um, what can the industry and technology solution providers do to help airlines in this time of need? Um, what are you looking for now and, and how has that changed? Well, I think one of the problems that we actually had, or one of the challenges that we had uh, with all aircraft being parked is the fees that we pay because of, uh, when you actually purchase, as an example, uh, packages for Wi-Fi or for internet, uh, or even for that matter, the content of all your programming, there is a, a specific amount of fees that you pay. So, so far, we have actually been in discussion with most of our service providers, considering that the situation is not uh, very much unsure when it comes to the future and how much uh, and how many borders as far as countries are concerned will be open. So what we've actually spoken to our service providers actually may be doing um, not so much of a scale down, but a tailored program or a tailored uh, customization when it comes to uh, the, the packages that we, we have for the passengers. Um, as an example, I mentioned to you that we have actually very much limited the amount of uh, uh, megabytes that we allow passengers to go to have when they are actually flying. Uh, we were also talking to the vendors or suppliers in terms of how do we then tie this one up uh, with, with the usage? Because rather than paying a whole lump sum of amount when you're not paying them and you're not using them. Why don't we consider this maybe take a, a rain check for, for the future uh, or even considering having a customized number of megabytes in order to be able to have uh, still the, the connectivity, the, the function that, that is required, but scale down from a perspective of the airline so that they do not have to spend so much. Now, of course, financial in the end comes uh, as one of the biggest thing when it comes to offering product. But what will be very important as well is that we do not want to actually have a situation like this to be the stopper of all, all the customer experience touch points that we want to, to have our customer enjoy when they are flying. Okay. Um, we have audience questions. So let, let's get to one or two of these audience questions. I think I believe this question came up yesterday as well, but we'll uh, ask it uh, again for you, Asman. Um, plastic separations between seats. Um, is that something you've thought about at Saudia, discussed? What are your thoughts on that? We, we actually had a look at uh, the possibility of really uh, doing the middle seat, empty middle yeah. seat. Um, having a separations between seats would actually require a bit more in terms of uh, certification. Uh, and it, you cannot just actually do it uh, 
on the run, uh, unless you ask the passenger to hold the plastic for you or secure the plastic with a different mechanism when it comes to the seat. But, yeah. but what we've actually provided the passengers, simply put, is we provided all our passengers, the moment they go on board, a hygiene kit. Now, with the hygiene kit, regardless of whether you're actually wearing a mask, even though that's already a requirement before the passengers fly, and checking on the temperature in the hygiene kit, we have three very simple things. One is a disinfection gel. Second is the wet wipes. Third one is a mask. Now, on top of that, we also provided a, a, a dry napkin, just in case uh, you know, the passenger feels that it's all too wet for them to hold, so they can actually use this napkin to even touch after they actually clean, clean their hand. Now, on top of that, our cabin crew, our, our front-end uh, cabin crew, and even the back-end cabin crew, our front-facing staff, are also given the same hygiene kit to enable them to not only provide the confidence for the passengers to fly, but also to say, look, yes, it is going to be quite difficult to guarantee 100% safe environment, but it is a much better option when you are really pushed to shelf. I mean, you really think about it. In repatriation flight, you have a full flight. Having even a separation of plastic in between will not help because if the infection happens, it happens. Uh, if there's going to be any contamination, it will continue to happen because you will still be sneezing, you will still be uh, touching the implements in front of you, next to you. So the best solution would be to provide you with, with the wet tissues, which will actually kill most of the bacteria. And also what has actually been found with the one that we use, uh, it, it, it also was actually able to kill the COVID-19 and this has actually been proven. Uh, and, and, and what's also important is if you provide them the mask, you can actually change your mask at any, any time uh, possible. So this will ensure the cleanliness and just will ensure the safety and, and rather than going towards having a plastic. It's not something that we did not consider. We actually had a look at it, but the time wasn't on our side to implement it for domestic flight. And actually, it requires more when it comes to doing for all the flights. For example, if you have uh, 120 aircraft, and if 50% uh, of the aircraft flying, and you have 295 passengers in the economy class in between the seats. So it takes much more in terms of production. It takes much more in terms of securing. It takes much more in terms of really having this to be operated. Okay. Um, so that was some first question on plastic. No, that's, no, some really good questions coming in. Um, a lot of them around that sort of sanitization and, and, and feeling safe. Um, we've got a question here on that lines. Apart from co connectivity IFC, are airlines looking at any technological solutions, um, sanitization, uh, cabin air quality, and, and using technology for those types of things? Um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, for us, I think um, we are very clear when it comes to the sanitization process. Um, we have several types of cleansing and also uh, disinfection program that we've actually implemented on Saudi. Um, if yeah. the flight's on a transit, uh, we will do an extensive um, cleansing 
the normal cleaning is just cleaning up the rubbish, picking up things from, from the seat pockets and things like that. But what we've actually also done is we, we are actually able to identify if there's any contact to COVID cases happening while passengers are flying, then the whole aircraft will actually go to the hangar and be totally disinfected. But if it's, if it's an aircraft which is going on a transiting, then I think the extensive cleansing will also do the necessary disinfecting by, by actually having it done uh, on an individual seat. And this is being done at the current moment. Um, on, on the separation walls, we spoke about it. I think it's not something that Saudi is going for, but we have actually implemented on our domestic flight, uh, middle seat empty. Um, but uh, of course, uh, logically, this will not be viable uh, continuing forwards in the future. But what we have actually provided, like I said, having the hygiene kit help, it, it provides uh, passengers um, that sense of security and, and safety. Uh, on the air quality, I think um, a big majority of the airlines, and of course on a, B, uh, on a Boeing aircraft and an Airbus, I think we have the HIPAA uh, filter, which is actually being used. Uh, I think this is some of the misconception that we need to, to teach the passengers about how clean the air is actually when it's on board. Because most of the time they, they feel, or passenger feels in, in general that air is being recirculated. But this is not the case when you actually have a HIPAA filter being, being added. Okay, service. let's go on to the next question. I'm pleased to say they're, they're flying in, which is, which is good. So uh, keep them yeah. coming. Let's uh, ask some tough questions to Asman while we, we've got him here. Um, one of the things, again, one of the things <laughs> today was the prediction of the recovery of passenger travel um, or when this recovery will take place. I mean, we actually did a poll yesterday um, where we said 2023 or before right. or after or this point. When, when, you, when you look at it from a Saudi perspective, when is your prediction of this, uh, of this recovery? Okay. Well, if it's based on the poll that you actually have, I actually said yes. I would be traveling the next 12 months. I would rather travel than not travel at all. You know, being confined for the past 100 days is just, just too cumbersome. Uh, you either gain weight or you lose weight or, you know, or, or something like that, or you learn a new skill. Um, from a personal point of view, as far as traveling is concerned, I think people will continue to travel depending on their needs. But as far as Saudi is concerned, I think we are currently working very, very closely with the government. Yeah. Um, in the sense that I think we we work uh, and and listen to what the government have to advise us with regards to the travel, and I think at at the moment, only several countries uh, around the world are actually allowing uh, people to come in as tourists. Um, France, for example, saying that in July uh, they will actually start having an open uh, tourist tourism industry back. For non-EU countries, currently all the EU countries can actually fly to France, but non-EU countries can't. Um, far, far east, for example, uh, I'm taking Malaysia. That's where I come from. Um, right now, the only countries we actually are allowed to come in would be countries with green uh, uh, in the green zone. Uh, so there are countries which are actually still having problems in in managing COVID. Um, so for Saudi. Um, we are we have to work very very closely with the government because you need to remember in in Saudi Arabia 
the situation is very much different. On top of the six freedom traffic, we also have these um, pilgrims who comes to Mecca and Medina for the Umrah and Hajj. So this is where the congregation comes. So I think as much as possible, we will also want to ensure that we're actually able to contain the government, which actually wanted to actually be able to contain the issue and also the, the okay. Let me of COVID happening. Okay, let me try, um, let me go on to a couple more questions now. Um, has COVID nineteen changed your IFC roadmap or just delayed your pre COVID plans? If changed, what has changed? Right. Um, there is really, like I mentioned earlier, we do not foresee any change from the IFC plans that we have. Uh, we are currently really looking at how do we make sure that uh, all our aircraft will continue to have IFC. The only difference right now is like, like what you mentioned, maybe slowing down when it comes to well, it actually gives us time to review and rethink about the fleet and also how we want to actually implement our program um, rather than actually just have it all. So now it is, it is actually done staggered with regards to the flights, which can actually be, be flown and also flights that can actually be mounted depending on the sectors. But no, no, it has actually not uh, dampened all our efforts to, okay. um, to continue to have IFC. Yeah. I mean, going on to one of the things we spoke about yesterday, and there's a question um, regarding what kind of IFC experience do you think would make your customers happy? Ability to web browse, stream video, access social media, things people do on the ground. And how much is that worth? I mean, you know, yesterday, you know, the, the concept of, you know, can we make it free? $2 a flight, $5, $10. Um, how might the, the business model and, and pricing, uh, do you think it will, will change as a result of what, of what we're seeing now? I, I foresee that it will change, uh, considering that uh, the prediction of people will be flying is also much more reduced in comparison to what we have actually planned for 2020. Um, the reduction that we have when it comes to the passenger load will definitely measure similarly with the amount of packages that we'll be buying on the, uh, on the connectivity. But, but what we've also noticed, I think we, knew, we know our passengers profile um, yeah. and we also know what they like and what they dislike, I think. We have uh, enough data to, to actually decide on what would be the program they want to go for. What we've actually discovered is that um, with the messenger app or the social media app, which allows passengers to com communicate, um, this is one of the top uh, usage of most of our passengers. It's, it's, yeah. it's just good for them to be connected when they're on board to say, hello, I'm arriving, hello, I'm on board, hi. I'm actually enjoying this meal. But what we've done, we've actually provided this, this service free of charge, but we've actually limited the bandwidth uh, in view of how some people would actually be uploading and downloading pictures. So it, it, it stopped and it uh, prohibits the, the, the downloading of graphics. But with text, you are actually able to do that up to about 10 MB. And this is a service that we've actually been providing to most, to all our passengers, regardless of class. Um, and, and it has been very, very successful, the 
pickup has been quite a lot. Um, the second one that we know, which is very popular, is actually um, our GSM calls, which is it is it is also being used by passengers in making calls. But what we've also noticed that the period of calls is very much limited to uh, to the length of flight. So okay. when the flight is longer, the usage is also different comparatively to a shorter flight. Okay. Um, before I go to like the final one or two questions, I'm just going to go back to the poll. I mean, I think this is good news for airlines that almost 75% of our attendees, and admittedly maybe a bit biased because we're at a connected aircraft event, um, are, are planning to be on a on a plane in the next 12 months on a family trip rather than a business trip. So 74% said uh, they expect to, to be uh, doing some kind of family or leisure trip involving an aircraft over the next 12 months, which I guess is uh, good. So we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that and see if uh, that optimistic forecast uh, comes to fruition. Um, I think I may have time for one more question um so oh, uh, let's just um have you uh, you know a lot of planes are obviously grounded now due to the sort of you know the pandemic have you any sort of planned major cabin enhancements retrofits that, that you're you're doing now because your your fleet is parked is it giving uh, an opportunity to do things that ordinarily you might not have had time to do you're picking up my brain on a company secret. There you go, Mark. I have to ask. I mean, these are good questions. I really <laughs> <have to come. laughs> No, I, I think this is something that um, it is, it is. I think it's almost, almost um, the, uh, this is actually, to be honest, for me, it is, it is a plus that you actually have this aircraft for you to, to play around with and do something with it. Yes, yeah. uh, Saudi is actually really looking at this, and in fact, we are quite happy to be able to do um, the on top of the normal maintenance that we do to the aircraft. We are actually really looking at some of the enhancement on on not just um, the seats but also the galley. You know, so this 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 time enables us to do a lot more things, um, and it, it is fantastic. Uh, of course, uh, in the end, I think uh, it will be great when you have. The opportunity to, to tell the passengers, look, we hear you, we care for you, and we want you to be able to be happy with, with the flights that you are actually taking. So moving forward, yeah, I think this this will be the, the, the opportunity for most airlines. And for us in Saudi, yes, this is something that we are really, really focusing on at the moment. Just, I just want to, um, before I give my closing remarks, that, that question about free Wi-Fi, do you think that's a possibility and uh, for Saudi? And, uh, will there be some kind of digital transformation? Um, well, we do have the packages when it comes to the Wi-Fi. Uh, the free uh, messaging program that we actually provide to me, fits our current model of operation. Um, I'm not sure how the other airlines are, but as far as Saudi is concerned, because of the uh, pilgrim business and also at the same time, people who are traveling because of uh, business when, when they, they do travel and they, there's a need, they can always log on to the packages. The free Wi-Fi that we currently provide, it depends on the tiers of uh, the loyalty program. So yeah. if you want to fly and have free Wi-Fi, 
sign up for Saudi or for some membership. And Nepal will actually be able to enjoy this. Uh, other than that, and I think uh, you should just fly Saudi and enjoy the free messaging plan. If you want to go further, just come and so, join us as, in terms of our loyalty program. So no, no big plans to go to a, a much more expansive free Wi-Fi model then at this stage? No, no, no. I, I think it'll be, it'll be somewhat a, a balance that you need to take by providing services more for the need rather than what you would wish for. So I think for us, we provide this ability to actually communicate and be connected. And, and, and I think this is one of the key reasons as to why we said, I think having that messenger services provided with a limited amount of uh, MBs will enable a passenger or our customer to communicate with their loved ones, you know, especially in situations like this. So that brings us to the end of this episode. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. And as always, find me on Twitter at WVelomy3AC with any suggestions for future podcast guests. As I mentioned, stay tuned for the next Global Connected Aircraft Cabin Chats web series that will be coming up in September. We'll have some details on the dates and times for that very soon. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast.